Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew Podcast, the New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good buddy and pal, Cody Frankel. Cody, what's, what's going up, on, man? man? How's the weekend? How we doing? I'm good. I played golf for the first time today in like over a year, and I think I shot like a 115, which is like nice. not, not hard. Right. It's all right. And I, saw you, I saw you slugging some hot dogs. I had two. <laughs> two glizzies. Ten, dude, 10 tea hot dog. Tail as old as time. You gotta have a hot dog after the the front nine. No. Yeah. No, I feel you. That's cool. I'm I'm golfing next weekend, so that should be a good time for sure. Uh, got to watch the Yankees bust up the Red Sox this weekend, so it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then just hung out with some friends. Got got a good dinner, and that was really it for me. How was how was the rest of your weekend? I had a great weekend. I went out like I honestly. I'm gonna sound like a degenerate, but I I think I drank. <laughs> I, I drank Tuesday through Saturday. So oh, I had a, okay. had a pretty, pretty fun week. Um, okay. Passion packed week, but I'm definitely going to take it easy. I think the next couple of days and then get right back after it next weekend. I love summer so much. I just summer, I, summer rules. Like, dude, I, I, I don't go out that much man. in the winter. Like if, yeah. if I have any chance to go out in the summer, I'm taking it. Like I just, I love the warm weather and I love the summer so much. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. And uh, I, I did want to say we have two awesome guests today. Uh, one of my good buddies and one of Johnny's uh, good buddies slash cousin, Adam and Jason. They're they're great. Uh, they were both great interviews. And um, yeah, I, I actually did want to get into underdog fantasy. Uh, we have a big, big home run derby coming up tomorrow night. Uh, it's probably the best home run derby I've seen in like the last 10 years. Albert Pujols is in it. Uh, Ronald Acuna's in it, uh, Soto's in it. I, I mean, it is just, it, it's, they're squatted up. So you're not going to say Pete. I, all right. I guess, I mean, Pete's the back-to-back champ. He's obviously mm-hmm. in it. So mm-hmm. he's going to hit bombs. I, I will say I, you know, he's probably a heavy favorite, but, um, one, one underdog fantasy pick I'm going to go with is the over on Ronald Acuna hitting over 473.5 feet on a home run because that dude hits absolute bombs and he hits mammoth home runs. And I think he has a 500 foot home run right up in him. So that's my pick. Uh, Johnny, do you have any uh, pick, I guess for the home run derby? I mean, Pete to repeat. I won't be paying much attention to the home run derby. I'm not like a home run derby or like baseball star game. Never had guy. I want to watch. I'm very excited for after though, like the Derek Jeter documentary airs. Yeah. Monday yeah, night, right? night. I'm going to watch that. That's going to be sick. sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm traveling for work, but I'm, I'm going to try and squeeze that in there. Or maybe when I get back, I'll watch it. Cause only one episode comes out. I think it's going to be like the Jordan one, right? Uh-huh. Or, well, there was two every, uh, every oh, okay. two episodes for Jordan. So yeah. I don't know. It might be yeah. two. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's really it, uh, for me. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Otherwise we could just send it right into the boys. Yeah, we got uh, a lot to talk about, obviously, with the Rangers, free agency acquisitions and everything that happened. And we just kind of go over it all with Adam and Jason. So we don't want to take up too much time in the intro. So let's just send it over to Adam. This week on the Blue Crew, we're pumped to have on a new friend of the show. Kidding, my good friend and one of my best friends, Adam Apodopoulos. How you doing, bud? Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, I'm super pumped to be here. Podcast debut. Haven't done one of these before, so pretty excited. Well, Cody claims you're one of his best friends, yet his best friend wasn't even following us on fucking Twitter. So how good of a friend are you? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I deserve that one. Listen, I'm, I'm not the best with Twitter, uh, so I apologize for that. I definitely deserve that. So that's my bad, but uh, I'm following you guys now. So it's all good. You better like all of our tweets. Yeah, make I, up do, for lost time. I try to get uh, all of Cody's, so. I'll, uh, I'll but, be on the lookout for him. Yeah, seriously. But uh, Adam, why don't you go ahead and, you know, tell all the listeners, I guess, about your Rangers fandom, um, you know, how, how you became a big hockey fan, things like that. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, for as long as I remember, uh, I grew up playing hockey, you know, at a young age, maybe five years old. My dad was always a huge Ranger fan. So he got me and my brother into, uh, into playing, you know, right away. So I've been playing for as long as I can remember. 
Um, and I kind of just followed in his footsteps there. So uh, he took me, you know, to my first game whenever I was young, you know, six years old. And, you know, my first game kind of got me hooked. So uh, he also took me to meet, you know, some of the players, you know, back then, Adam Graves, Brian Leach. We used to go to like events and whatnot. Graves, your so, boy. Yeah, my favorite player, Adam Graves. He's the man. So, uh, yeah, he's the man. He, uh, he played the game the right way. He's definitely my favorite player. So, yeah, as long as I can remember, you know, I've been a Ranger fan. So uh, up until today. Do you remember your first Ranger game? I mean, I've actually never asked Cody this question, but I remember mine. It was a 2-2 tie, and Yager was on the Washington Capitals. Eric Lindro scored a goal for the Rangers. That's, mm-hmm. like, all I really remember, but I, I feel like there's, like, some detail that everyone kind of has about their first Ranger game. I actually do, and it's kind of a funny story. So uh, I was young. I, you know, I don't remember the score, or, you know, who won or whatnot, but uh, we had first-row seats, and uh, we were right. We were right <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah sick first game. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I remember. So uh, actually in warmups, uh, one of the guys put me a puck. So mm-hmm. that's how I remember it. I don't remember too much of the details who was playing or whatnot, but that's what I always remember from that. I, you know, pretty six seats for my first game. So yeah, it's not bad. It's hard to forget like that, a, right? Am I like a bad fan that I don't remember mine? I, I, I remember like all I remember is seeing Leach and then yeah. number two was my number. Like two and 22 were my numbers in sports. Mm-hmm. So immediately Mine was 22 like, or well, yeah, not yeah, that same. good. But. It's my birthday. So, <laughs> and then I, right away, I fell in love with them and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And then all I remember is Leach had the game winner, but I don't remember who, I, I want to say the team was the Avalanche, but I, I like uh-huh. couldn't tell you. You know, the only thing I remember is just because I was right behind him was Kirk McLean was the goalie. I don't know if you guys remember him, but he played like one season with the Rangers. Throwback. That's really all I remember from that. I do remember Kirk McLean. But, you know, that is funny. Um, Do you want to dive into current Ranger topics? Cody, you want to lead it off? Yeah, let's uh, let's rip the offseason. I mean, we just had – honestly, hockey offseason, like free agency, has got to be up there in being the best day of like all sports. I mean, I, I know NBA is really good as well. I'm not a big yeah. NBA fan, as you know, but like, <laughs> I mean, having fifth, like MLB free agency sucks, you know, guys mm-hmm. really go slower. They, you have like three signings the first day and then it trickles over the next three months, 800 people signed in one day. It was awesome. Dude. I also just saw an MLB player decline $440 million. Yeah, Juan Soto. It, Are you insane, kidding me? Insane. Future Yankee Juan Soto, actually. Um, <laughs> That's insane. He, He's the best player in the league. So, could you imagine turning that down though? Yeah, I wouldn't even I mean, turn down like forty-four million <laughs> or, or four million. Yeah, four million. yeah, it's crazy. I didn't yeah, mean to, I didn't mean to get like off topic there. I just no, like no, I, yeah. good. I, you, you know, you know, I'll talk baseball anytime with you, baby yeah. cakes. But um, but I I think this NHL offseason though had a little more action than like years previously. Like yeah. the, the last one that I really remember being similar to this year's was the John Tavares year. Like the last like two, three years weren't as crazy, but with right. the names that were available this year, I thought, I thought that's why, I mean, Kadri still hasn't signed either. I mean, Ottawa started us off right, right? They made that to bring cat trade and everybody mm-hmm. was like, damn, okay. Now things are going to start to pick up. Things are going to start to move. And they also signed Giroux. So they crushed it. I think, yeah. I think Detroit was another team who did really well. They obviously got caught from us and then they got Billy Huso as well. Um, so those are two teams I think did really well. But uh, did, did any other teams, like, stand out to you guys? Yeah, I, I think the Red Wings did awesome. I think, you know, Steve Eiserman has has a plan going there. I know they got a bunch of guys. Ottawa, I think, is definitely going to compete for the playoffs next year. I mean, they added a bunch of guys as well. Um, other than that, um, I can't really think of any other. Yeah. Carolina was for me. Carolina, yeah. adding Pacioretty, Brent Burns. Yeah. I mean, they got better than they did, than they did worse. <laughs> it, totally. Somebody... I, I think, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Adam. No, I was just going to say, I think adding Pacioretty was huge for them. They need kind mm-hmm. of that goal scorer. They struggled to score goals on us in the He's playoffs. Just healthy. Yeah, exactly. They have a great team, so I think that's a big get for them. Uh, also, adding Brent Burns. I mean, I know they yeah. lost D'Angelo, but He's a big boy, and I think he can still play. So that's a nice mm-hmm. get for them as well. Definitely can still play. Yeah. I also do think they could have beaten the Rangers or even gone further had Freddie Anderson been healthy. Like, like. Yeah. You, you got to admit, come on, like Toronto was fine. Yeah, of course. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. actually our boy Fitz has like the best quote. Like if things were yeah. different, they'd be different. But, yep. right. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just think Carolina, like, you know, Cody, I mean, we talked about it pretty much all year long. Like they were the team that scared us most, you know, so yeah, for sure. I, I for think sure. Carolina with their offseason so far, like they're going to be a really tough team, I think, to take it down in the East next year. 
but then it's the silent killers who get you right. We weren't that yeah. worried about Tampa and then Tampa got us. So, mm-hmm. but uh, anyways, speaking of the Rangers, I thought they got better as well. I thought they yeah. made some really nice moves. Um, Vinny Trocek, Adam, what'd you think of that move? Uh, I loved it. I, I know some people are kind of upset, you know, it's the seven years and whatnot, but I think he's exactly what we need. You know, he's a guy who's great on faceoff, something we've been terrible at for, for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, he's strong on the puck. He's a, he's a good four checker. Obviously, his defensive game is really good as well. So I think he does a lot of the things that we don't have, which is what yeah. I love about him. And obviously, we know he can score. Um, you know, Strom obviously was a great player for us. But, you know, I think him playing with Panarin, uh, you know, he's going to put up the points as well. So I think he's just someone, you know, we've been talking about the, you know, the two center forever, you and I, Cody. Right. right. Who, who are everyone, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. yeah. Like that everyone. the captaincy, you're like. Listen, Two never-ending things. Yeah, I, I think Heedle will be that guy eventually. But, you know, having, you know, Zabanajad, Trocek, and Heedle down the middle, that's, that's a team you could maybe win a cup with. So I, I love the move. So were you on the team of Heedle should not be the second-line center? Because that's where I fell. Yeah. Same. No, I, I, I was kind of there as well. Because, I mean, you know, during the year, you know, obviously he wasn't, you know, he wasn't getting the results. He wasn't he wasn't scoring in the, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He kind of, you know, not came out of nowhere because he was playing well, but, I guess it depends what heedle you're going to get. And I guess we forget he's still so young. So I think eventually he will get there. But mm-hmm. um, I think for now, I think Trocek, you know, hopefully is the answer here. Because, you know, you, guys, you got guys like Panarin, Zibanejad, Kreider. They're all in their prime, right? So, you know, you don't want to wait three more years for this guy maybe to, you know, start dominating. So I, right. I think he'll be a, a perfect 3C, you know, and eventually, you know, hopefully he keeps going. Yeah. He, he going to be an interesting one, especially, obviously they have decisions to make on him next year as well. But for now, I definitely like our, uh, you know, our up the middle uh, depth. And then another guy we got is Ryan Carpenter. And I know mm-hmm. Johnny, you were really big on him. And I think he's almost like, I mean, he's basically like a better Kevin Rooney, like Tyler Mock kind of guy, right? I wouldn't say I was big on him. I just thought I he was you were I, yeah. freaking out about the signing. <laughs> well, I, I liked it because I, I like the history also. Like there's history yeah. with Trocek. I'm with Carpenter and Gerard Gallant. I think it's just like a good fit. He's he's a Staten Island guy. He's a Ranger fan. He wants to be here. Like there's so many things about, you, you know, just just more than playing and more than being on the ice. Like it's it's a lot about the culture. And this was the first year where you kind of sense there was a culture in the Rangers team where like the last, right. you know, a couple of years under uh, David Quinn, like everyone just thought we were pussies. And yeah. now it's like, everyone stands up for each other. Carpenter's a tough guy. And, you know, if, if a Heedle or a Trocek get hurt, like that's just another strong center that you add in. So I think that's why I loved it so much, but like before for free sure. agency day, I wouldn't have said like, Oh, let's get Carpenter, you know? Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't know too much about him. I mean, obviously yeah. I knew he was on the flames, I think. Right. Yeah. The flames. Yeah. Well, he was really but, good in Vegas. Vegas is where yeah. he like really made a name for himself. Yeah, but it, no, I mean, it's really great to see them going strong in the center depth. Obviously, we lost a couple of pieces, so it's it's really nice to see them kind of uh, throw those guys in there. And then, obviously, we got a nice little goalie tandem there in, in Halak, who was, I think he's like 24-9 and nine all-time against the Rangers, just an absolute mm-hmm. killer. And then we got the other uh, <laughs> phony Ranger killer, Deming, so... That's um that's both pretty interesting. I don't even know if we want to go into Nemeth. We could just pour one out for him and say see ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of a necessary move there, I guess, to try to get Trocek in here just to uh, obviously free up the cap there. But mm-hmm. fortunately, he didn't really work out here. Yeah. I but- saw a really funny tweet of like uh, someone posted like Patrick Nemeth highlights, and it was just a picture of Patrick Nemeth. <laughs> it was like 12 <laughs> seconds. Like, thanks I, for I watching. I saw that as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. A five second yeah. video. He wasn't but, like that bad in the regular season. Not like no, not as noticeable as it was in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, in the playoffs, I, he was yeah. brutal. Just yeah. brutal. Yeah. I think just missing time for him, you know, kind of really hurt mm-hmm. him just coming over here right. this year. Obviously, he was pretty bad in the playoffs. Can't sugarcoat that. But, you know, it's just, yeah. I guess it just didn't really work out for him here. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. And we just mentioned the captaincy. I mean, do we think this is finally the year it's going to get announced before game one or, or what's our, what's our vibe check boys. And, and who do we think is getting that C on him? I, I mean, I, I hope it's Chris Kreider. I mean, he's a, he's a homegrown Ranger. I mean, I just feel like he kind of took that role this year, even though he wasn't the C, you know, I know we had our six assistants right. this year, but to me, it just felt like he was the guy, you know, he took responsibility for everything. Obviously it is monster year, but I just feel like the guys all look up to him. You know, he's been there, what, 10 years now homegrown ranger i just think he's a guy that you know people look up to so that would probably be my pick 
Yeah. Cody? No, that's that's think? a good one. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm on board with Kreider as well. I think like he he's done everything to deserve it. I wouldn't be mad at all if it was Mika either. Um, I'm just at this point in time definitely against Truba because I feel like <laughs> He's going to have to be the one to get moved at some point, right? Like, yeah. there's just no way they're in the next couple. Like, I, th- I know he has a no move for maybe another year or two, but like, at some point, he's getting moved. It's just inevitable. And I, I'm always like a big proprietor of making somebody a captain who's going to be a Ranger right. for a long time, or like, for example, Kreider, who's been one his whole career. Like, mm-hmm. Mika's been on the team now for like seven, eight years, whatever. So I'm kind of along that train. I think I'm, I would like to see one of those two. Um, I know I mentioned this to you, Johnny. I would not be mad if they made Lafreniere captain and just a you're shot in the so dark. high for that. But, like, what? What the <laughs> fuck no, kind no, of no. opinion you're is that? Me, you're getting me confused with AJ. That was AJ who's super high on it. I just am agreeing with him, saying like it, it's something I could see. Like one of the young guys, like a Lafreniere or Fox. I mean, I I can see uh-huh. why it makes sense. Do I think they're going to do it? Like realistically, probably not. They're probably going to name it like Kreider Mika. Honestly, if I'm them, they would be so pissed, right? It would be I don't cute. think I don't think it makes sense at all. You, yeah, you think La, you think Lafreniere is walking to the locker room and saying, "Yo, Crides, <laughs> you got to be harder on the fucking back check." No, no that's he's never happening. No, he's saying he's saying, "Yo, Crides, let's do this thing." I don't think that, you want to. That was my French. That was my French Canadian accent right yeah. there. I think Crider ran away with it. And, and Kiprios, when we had Kiprios on two weeks ago, he yeah. was saying that Crider reminded him a lot of Adam Graves in that '94 year. And you know, obviously, right. I'm saying that too because Adam's on here. And he's a big Graves guy, but. Like uh, to me, it's so evident that it's Kreider. Yeah. Like, how could they name anyone else? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me if, if it's not him, unless like, right. you know, obviously maybe he gets traded like in three or four. I don't know. Like, if they're looking at longevity, but um, you know, Kreider is also one of those guys next year where it's like, you know, if he doesn't put up 25, 30 goals, it's like, oh shit, like was that a fluke? But I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I think a lot of Kreider's success this year came just from the success of the power play, and that kind of leads right. me in to what I wanted to ask you, Adam. Sure. Who would you put in Strom's spot on the first power play unit? Because Cody and I have kind of gone back and forth about it in the last couple Ooh, of weeks trying to figure a, it out. That's a good question. I mean, who I want to see there, I would really like to see Lafreniere get a lot more power play time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Trocek is really good at, you know, deflecting pucks. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know he's a grinder. He'll get in there. I know that probably fits him really well. But I think having Trocek maybe on the second unit would be more beneficial. This way we have two this year. Obviously, we were heavily dependent on PP1 this year. but I guess I'd pick Lafreniere. You know, we got to get him more time. You know, I know it wasn't, yeah. you know, he was only playing 13 minutes a night there. Not, you know, I know the joke was, you know, he didn't have any power play points until, you know, maybe late this season. But mm-hmm. I'd like to see him get a shot. And obviously in the top six as well. I think, you know, if you put him there, you know, all those other guys, those four guys are super skilled. You know, the points will come for him. So I'd like to see him get a shot. That's music to Cody's ears. Yeah. It is. It is music to my ears because, you know, I want him on there. I mean, listen, yeah. I, Honestly, I don't care who it is, to be completely honest. I would like to see Lafreniere get a shot. I think mm. it, it will bode really well for him in terms of points and production and things like that. But, like, if they put somebody else on there, it is what it is. As long mm. as it works, that's all I really care about. Um, but I did want to circle back a little bit on, you know, some free agency and, and some signings because um, and, and trades because one guy who has consistently come up to the Rangers and obviously isn't getting moved anymore. And, you know, now they don't have the position to do anything anyways was Patrick Kane. Uh, Adam, I guess this is for you. I mean, would you be a fan of, of Kane eventually getting dealt to the Rangers? Or do you think at this point, like with Trocheck and now we're set, whatever, we don't need him. No, I mean, I, I would love it. I, I think just going back to him and Panarin playing together, you know, back, you know, a few years back when he was with the Blackhawks, those two had unreal chemistry. So I, I don't see, you know, how it would be a bad move, you know, unless, you know, we're giving up players, you know, on our team at the deadline, I, I wouldn't like to do that. Maybe, you know, picks or prospects or whatever, but I don't see how it would hurt us. I mean, he's obviously, you know, still an elite player. I think he put up, you know, 90 something points this year. So um, I, I, I would love it. And I think Kako's going to get his chance here in the top six to start the season. But, you know, if that doesn't work out, then, you know, you know maybe they'll bring him in. But I, I think mm-hmm. he's still elite. He's still playing at a high level. And obviously, just being familiar with Panarin, he'd probably slide right in there. So, yeah, I, I completely agree too. And you know, I I didn't like necessarily want Kane as my top choice because obviously everyone knows that the biggest hole to fill was that second line center role, and that's like what actually was needed. But like, who wouldn't want to watch those two right. play together? Like, I like I was like as a fan, I was like, holy fuck! Like, I'd love to watch Kane and Panarin play together yeah. every night. I mean, and, and the funniest thing about it is that 
the year they had so much success, their center was Artem Anisimov, who's like yeah. a, a former Ranger. He was like a third line <laughs> center on the Rangers. And, uh, you know, he had so much success with them. And obviously that year too, Patrick Kane won the hard trophy as the league's MVP and, and Panarin won rookie of the year. So like, it's it just crazy. Right. And also just that like kind of like popularity and notoriety that yeah. uh, Kane would bring, like that's something that's so exciting. But, you know, obviously yeah. I think if, if you do rate Chris Drury's off season right now, what grade are you giving it? Cody, you're, you're a tough grader. I feel like. Yeah. I like to hear I, Cody's I grade first. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not mad with any of the moves he made. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he offloaded Nemeth. We needed to do that. He signed Trocheck, who's one of the guys I, I really wanted. Um, he signed a guy like Ryan Carpenter who, listen, I would have liked Tyler Mott, but I think it's fine. I don't know much about him, but he seems like he's a hard worker and he's, and he's good. Um, and then, you know, they got Halak and Domingue. So I'm going to give him a B minus. How about you guys? Yeah. I a B minus. You just said you'd love it. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to give him a B plus, B plus, okay. B plus. Nice. That's, nice. that's where I was going with yeah. it. I, I, obviously it's all going to depend on Trocheck, right? Um, obviously if he works out and, you know, he thrives with Panarin, it's going to be an A plus. So um, obviously, you know, the fourth line move Carpenter, you know, that's obviously a minor move, but they didn't need mm-hmm. to do too much, right. Coming off the, the East final here. Right. You know, you added Trocheck and then we lost, you know, Cop Vetrano, but I guess that's the reality of the salary cap. We couldn't keep all those guys. Right. Sure, yeah. they would have if they could, but I guess it depends on Trocheck, right? Honestly, the one guy that I wanted to keep most from that team was Vetrano. Yeah, I thought he oh, had, he, he just has so much potential oh, too, and I love him. Gonna miss Vetrano for he's sure. He's gonna be a stud in Anaheim. I think maybe he'll even play on a line with Zegers and like yeah. Zegers will oh. just feed him, and he'll oh, he has one of the best shots in the NHL. So underrated. Yeah. I still yeah. can't get over his. I think it was Game One, um, Tampa against the Rangers, obviously the conference final, that goal Vetrano had like the high slot, just standing still snipes oh. Andre Vasilevsky. Like no one can do that. Like that was that a fucking laser. Yeah, yeah. That was sick. Just standing still. <laughs> he just flicked it. And just Insane. <laughs> but I, I guess piggybacking off of that right now, aside from Igor, which player in your mind on the team is like the most untouchable when it comes to a trade? Ooh, I, I, I would probably say Lafreniere, right? I know it's probably the easy wow. answer, but is it? Uh, I don't know if that's the untouched. easy answer. Untouchable. I mean, I don't know. They're not trading Panarin, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. I just think the whole Ranger success is going to depend on, you know, Kako, Kito, Lafreniere developing, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we can't really sign too many more guys here. So I think if those guys take the next step, you know, we get more production out of those guys. I think, you know, we'll be competing for cups. Yeah, I like that answer. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Lafreniere stand. So yeah, I, I definitely love that answer. Yeah, yeah you so- are. Yeah, you are. No, we're big, uh, we're big Lafreniere fans here. So should, should we ask him the oh, the, no. FK, the fuck him area on that note? Yeah, why no? not, man? It's I it's a tough one. So <laughs> well, now I know his answer, but I guess Johnny, you, gotta, you take it away. Fuck him, Mary Lafreniere, Kako, or Hedl. Ooh, wow. So I guess we'll go with the tough one first. I guess I'm probably killing Capo Kako, uh-huh. marrying Lafreniere, and uh, <laughs> fucking Filipino. I mean, after that playoff. <laughs> After that playoff <laughs> performance, maybe I'll marry him. But uh, no, I that's understand. probably uh, – I still have high hopes for Kako, though. Yeah. That's the I exact answer I would have to, though. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm I mean, right there with you. If we get that heat on the, uh, in the playoffs, I'll marry him any day. Mm-hmm. What about you, Johnny? I'm, I'm the same thing. I mean, for me, like, I've not, also right? been, I've been, I've been tough on Kako too. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think his regular season was that strong, but I thought he had a really strong playoff. All, mm-hmm. all I wanted to see from him was like, just better puck protection and be good below the goal line. Cause he's a big, strong guy. Mm. And I don't think right. we saw that a lot during mm. the regular season, but he had a lot yeah. of good, like heavy shifts. I thought in the playoffs where he was really hard to knock off the puck. There's actually that one shift. I forgot which series it might've been against Pittsburgh in game five. The Rangers were just like closing out the game and that kid line just possessed yep. the puck in the offensive zone. It was Kako like doing like three or four Dominating. cutbacks. I remember just that. Dominating yeah. below the goal line. And that was like, I posted that clip and I was like, this is the fucking shit I want to see from Capo Caco. And honestly, like there were so many fans that like, what just turned the puck over. I was like, no, he killed 30 <laughs> seconds off the clock and yeah. it helped close the game out. But yeah, that's, that's the beast. We hope we can get that. That, that kid line had a few of those shifts in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. I mean, yeah. they really were. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. And it kind of sucks that they're probably going to get split up during the regular season, just because I, there's no reason to keep Caco and Lafreniere out of the top six now, mm-hmm. but right. um. Cody, I know you wanted to ask about a certain guy 
from development camp. I did. So Bobby Trevigno is looking pretty nice, supposedly, uh, based on what Vince has said and, you know, a few other reporters that he's been looking really good. And I, I think Vince actually called him the MVP of, of camp. And he mm-hmm. said a few other guys who have looked good are like Will Cooley and um, Othman, obviously. But Bobby was the one guy who really stood out to him the most. Do you guys think there's the potential chance he could squeak in on that fourth line wing and possibly steal hunt spot. Or you think at this point we're pretty set. I mean, I guess Adam, we'll start with you. Sure. No, I, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about this kid. You know, I was, I was pretty excited when they signed him, you know, I knew a little bit about him. Obviously I don't watch him all too often, but uh, I think, you know, for, for someone like that, who's, who's pretty hungry, you know, I think that would be a great add to the fourth line. I don't, I don't know. You and I always go back and forth about who's going to be the lines next year. Right? Yeah. So, I, you know, you know what you're kind of getting with Hunt. You know, he's a nice player. You know, he's not going to chip in too much. You know, he's, he's decent on the fourth check. You know, he's a decent fourth liner. But from what I've heard and, you know, read from this kid Trevino, uh, I would think it'd be great. You know, hopefully, you know, get a younger guy on there. Someone who will be probably hungry, right? You know, these guys, you know, don't get too much of a shot. Obviously, the Rangers are a great team. So right. that would be something I'd love to see. You, and Co- you said Cody was talking about the Lions for next year. Cody was in our group uh-huh. chat last week talking about the Lions for 23-24 already. Once a day, <laughs> once a day, we talk about it, you know, we're always going through them. So mm-hmm. yeah, something we love to do. My, my yeah. friend Cody over there loves to wear the GM hat. Yeah. Yo, you got to, man. You got to, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. I don't, I don't even need Twitter anymore either. Cody kind of just gives me all the news now. You know, yeah. I mean, break. So I, sorry about the Twitter thing again, but you know, I don't need it. I got Cody. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Johnny, I think that's all I have. I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to ask or Adam? All I want to ask, Adam, for people who don't know Cody that well, we got a lot of listeners here who don't know us personally necessarily, but as someone who's very close to Cody, can you tell me a very, or not me, tell listeners a very funny story that you have about my good friend over there? Yeah, I mean, Cody, do I have the permission for the wedding story? Yeah, I mean, I that's guess a why good not. One. <laughs> Obviously, uh, our boy Cody here got married not too long ago. And uh, beautiful wedding, Tribeca rooftop, wherever it was. And uh, Cody had a, had a few to drink. Uh, you know, we were having a good time. And uh, all I remember yeah. from that is uh, there was a bunch of speeches going on. And your dad had a really, really, really long speech. And Cody was kind of sitting on this chair while his dad was giving a speech. And we kind of just, you know, saw his head going back and forth, back and forth. So shut up. Are you sleeping? <laughs> no, Dude, no, not I quite, was but, so uh, drunk, man. I was so, and, and I was getting like my dad's speech as he was talking, I was just like sitting there and getting like drunker because I was <laughs> yeah. just like, Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. The boy took notice real long. Yeah. Well, your dad's a loyal listener of ours, so I don't know if he'll appreciate this. Story. I know we might have to uh, scratch that, you know, but uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. You got buckled uh, at your own wedding. Yeah, well, well, to be fair, it wasn't my real wedding. I got right. married first, and like, a, right. like I, I, we didn't have a ceremony with with mm-hmm. the whole party, so I was already technically already married. So got it. You know, let loose a little bit. Hell of a time. <laughs> well, I guess Hell before we time. let Adam go, let's have uh, one hot take going into next season. Okay. Ooh. One hot take. Uh, the Rangers will win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, hot take. I'll, I'll give you one. I think going back to our boy, Johnny Lafreniere, 65 mm-hmm. points next year. PP 65. I'm, write, I'm writing that down in my notebook right now. PP1 spot. And, you know, I think he had, what, 19, 20 goals this year? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to be dependent on, you know, him getting that ice time. But, uh, you know, 65 points for our boy. I High love that. Okay. High hopes for him. Hope, I hope you're right. mad about it. Yeah, I love that. Hope I'm right, too. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Adam, you want to, uh, plug anything you, uh, have anything else to add? Otherwise we'll uh, let you get out of here. No, not really. You know, I love what you guys are doing. I love all the guests that you guys have on. So give the, uh, give the blue crew a listen. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me though. This is a blast. Thanks Adam. All appreciate right, it, man. All right, guys. Later. Take care. We really want to thank Adam for coming on once again, but now we're going to send it over to another loyal listener and my cousin. He's in my bloodline and I love talking Rangers hockey with him and you guys will love hearing him rant for the next 30 minutes. So without further ado, my cousin, Jason Biznoff, a writer for Forbes, for some reason has a blue check mark on Twitter, but uh, happy to have you here. What's up, Jay? Also, most importantly, Nathan's dad. That's my my biggest title these days. Yeah, he's the man. (laughs) (laughs) We love him. 
Um, yeah, everything's good. Um, you know, Mets are in first place, and uh, Rangers had a, another, I think, solid offseason, so can't complain. Hopefully, Before Donovan we go Mitchell, into the offseason stuff, hopefully Oh, you think Donovan's coming in the Knicks? I, I hope so. It'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be cool. Two-point guards who can't defend. I'm sure that's exactly what they need. I mean, you're comparing it to 20 years of, of picking 11th and picking Kevin Knox. So, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's only uphill. Well, Fair. I know Cody hates when we talk NBA, so I'm going to transition quickly. No, into no. Preach, bro. Hey, it's something you love, though. I want to ask Jason about his comparison that he made a couple weeks ago, how Ranger fans think like Yankee fans or whatever it is. I don't know. Cody's a Yankees guy, but what I thought you made a really good point. He's yeah, I mean, well, Johnny gets all my unfettered nonsense when I call him. Um, just some Rangers fans are so spoiled. Um, they talk as if like, and I think the Rangers are a proud organization because of the fans, because we sell out, because we come prepared, because if you go to an Islanders or Devils building, you see the difference. Yeah. But like our lineage is like a lot of almost there. The Gilbert team <laughs> never the Gilbert team never won. Jacquemin never got a cup. Lungfist never got a cup. You look at the banners, like half those guys didn't win a cup. We Yankees fans have a right to be like Garrett Cole sucks, even though he's good, because like you guys are like the best team in sports. I hate them, right. but they are. Rangers right. fans, it's like what are you watching? Like, this is yeah. really exciting. Like, this is better than most Rangers teams. Yeah. But Panarin sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. I understand the comparison for sure, because especially come playoffs, right? They were, like, freaking out on any player who wasn't performing. I mean, not that we weren't, because we were. But, yeah. you know, it's, like, similar to what Yankee fans do, where they're like, all right, Nestor Cortez, for example, was unbelievable lights out. And then he had like four bad starts in a row and everybody's like freaking out saying it's the end of the end of the world and stuff like that. Like we're up like 17 games on the division at the time or 16 games on the division. Like who cares? My dad, who's probably the reason I'm a Rangers fan and Johnny's a Rangers fan. Yeah. Huh? Like when I tell him we'll argue about hockey and when I tell him Yager, Nash and Gabrick's numbers on the Rangers, he's shocked because the whole like the Rangers fandom, the whole story is those guys were bad as Rangers. It's like, well, Yager has the record and right. Nash and Gabrick both had 40 goal seasons. Like, I don't know, man, like that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're, I mean, you're not wrong, but I, I would like to say as opposed to like Rangers fan, I mean, not that Yankee fans aren't, you know, love the team and stuff like that. Cause they definitely do. Like I, I love the Yankees, but I want to say Rangers fans are kind of more proud. Like I, I just feel like as opposed to being like cocky, as Yankee fans are, which honestly they've earned the right to be right. They, they have all these championships, whatever, but like, I, I like to say Ranger fans are, are more proud than like, you know, being conceded and, and whatever. Now this guy's not performing. I think they're just a very proud team. They love their guys. And when their guys don't perform they they get pissed. Like, just like we get pissed. You said they should have the mentality of Mets fans because it's yeah. like kind of the same thing. Well, Mets right? fans like, are, it's, God bless them. God bless yeah. him. They're doing Johnny well now. Point, so. yeah, Johnny reminded me. It was, it was over the Panarin thing. It was like, dude was clearly hurt. I don't think we ever found out. Dude was clearly hurt, but like also scored the most important goal in the playoffs. Like he managed yeah. to like, look, he didn't look himself. But like when push came to shove, we all knew it was him or Zabanjad who was going to score that goal. Like I, one thing, and I think I've ranted about this on here before, like everybody's like, oh, like it's all about the third and fourth lines. Like it makes an identity of a team. It's like, yeah, but like when you're in overtime, like it's the two best players who you really want to score. Like, oh, Kalorn helped win them cups. No, like Kucherov did. <laughs> <laughs> so That's true. all that being said, what is Jason, what is your expectation or standard going into next season? And, you know, what do you think we need to do in order for, for it to be considered a successful season? Well, because Gary Bettman is one of the worst humans on earth, um, every team that uh, every team that was in the playoffs basically is capped out, which is like an unbelievable, like what a cool sport. Like you draft Let's raise well the cap you, a million. <laughs> well, you just get you draft well and you get punished for it. Like so teams that have no idea what they're doing can catch up. Either way, with that being said, I, I think the problem with this year is that it's going to create that Rangers fans thing of if we don't make the conference finals, it's a failure. And like, that was an amazing season, but like, it's so hard and there's so many bounces to get there. I think we're moving in the right direction. I think with the cap situation, it's a very tight, we both know Truba and or Kreider is gone at some uh. point once their new no move clause drops, which Truba is underrated for the Rangers. Kreider is obviously Kreider. So like we, the window's kind of open. It's weird. It, it's a window that kind of snuck up on us. Mm. Um, especially with, if I told you they went to the conference finals and I also told you Lafreniere and and um, Kako and Hedl had kind of mediocre seasons and they went to the conference finals, you'd be like, how? So if those guys all make a jump, which one or two should, they did in the playoffs, right. 
the window's kind of open, I guess, but it's also, I don't want Rangers fans being pissed if we get beaten by, you know, because the matchups are weird. If we play some, whatever, I don't know, all of a sudden Columbus has Goudreau. Like, if we play a good team in the first round and we get beat by a better team, I, I also don't want fans to be unreasonable because it's it's mm-hmm. it's tough. Rangers fans being unreasonable? Stop. Yeah. That's crazy. No, no I, that's I think in terms of the window, it's tough, but our, our window, I mean, you can't look at like Trocheck, for example. You can't look at the seven-year deal and be like, the window is now seven years because it's not. Things will mm-hmm. change, right? Panarin has five years left. Um, Fox might have seven or eight whenever it kicks in. Like they all, everybody's different, right? But I would say, in terms of the window, they're looking at it by uh, Trocheck's no move clause, right? So I think he has like a full no move clause years one through four, and then it's limited years five through seven. Like I'm looking at this window as the next four years. I think yeah. those are the four years. Like this team has a chance to win a championship. It might not happen next year. It might happen next year. But I think these four years coming up is like their chance. And then, you know, as you know, next year, they're in like cap hell, like worse than this year. So they're going to have to make tough decisions and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see. But that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I think 2025 is the year. I think, I mean, it's also, it's weird. A huge part of a huge part of the window is like not in our hands where it's like the cap supposedly when they pay off the COVID uh, money yeah. that they owe the owners, the cap's going to spike a significant amount. That's going to be somewhere 25, 26, 27. And like, that's completely out of our hands. And it's a matter of, I think you're right, Cody, because I think if you look at the Trocheck, Truba and Kreider, like they all become tradable at a certain point, which look, they could also be flipped for young, like though that also could be a position to like, rebuild on the fly type thing yeah mm-hmm. but i just know that having watched longfist who johnny can vouch like henrik longfist is one of the most important god people. yeah yeah he's one of the most important yeah. people in my life and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh and i've been in a room with him once and he um <laughs> he uh the window kind of opened and closed the window opened out of nowhere and closed out of nowhere with him and mm-hmm. igor is i can't believe it we have another one it's like far of rogers we just have right. another one and uh bet you know benny alaire thank thank god for benny alaire and so I think you have to, when you're in a position where you just came out the conference finals and you have a lot of guys who have serious potential to actually take a step forward. Like we have a lot of guys who could actually, it's not unreasonable to be better. You have to be like every year going forward is the cup is in reach, but I don't know if we're, we're not at cup or bus territory yet, which is where like those last few long fifty years got to. Yeah. Well, I want to kind of touch on that too, because last year throughout the season, our whole standard and whatever you want to call it changed throughout the year. Right. Like in October, it was like, let's make the playoffs. Then in December, right. it was like, Oh shit. Like let's get home ice. Then win, in win March, one, it was let's win, win around. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and then after that, it became like, Oh my God, like this team is, you know, overcome every challenge this year. Like there's no reason why they can't do it. And I think no one really believed that until like end of March, early April, maybe, but we kind of just talked about it with Adam I think a lot of teams in the East did get better in the offseason, like in, the, in their moves the last couple of days. Like the Devils are clearly a better team. They just need good goaltending. Carolina got better. You know, Tampa obviously has had minor setbacks, I think, with the the, um, the loss of Pilat, and, and maybe they'll find another player that comes in that fits that role. Oh, they but will. Then, yeah. Plug someone. They, yeah, they, they will for <laughs> sure. But like the Islanders didn't do much. They're going to be the same. Um, you know, they I'm trying missed to think out on everybody. Teams. They yeah, just the, missed out on everybody. But the Penguins will once again be good. They're the same exact team, pretty yeah, much. The same team. They, well, they uh, traded Marino. I, I mean, they traded Marino and they traded Matheson, right? Matheson. Yeah, they traded Matheson. So yeah. they made a couple moves. I don't know if they got, but they got better, Jeff Petrie, who's really be, good. Right, right. So like, they're not going to be worse. That's for sure. Uh-huh. And then, like you said, a lot of things are basically there's a lot of moving parts in the Metro, yeah. and like now Columbus obviously got better. The Devils got better. You know, they did get Pilat, who I told weird. you was a guy. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> the, the weirdest, the weirdest. Basically. East, the weirdest East thing is that, like, Boston didn't fall off a cliff. Like, we were all ready for, like, all right, yeah. Bergeron's retiring. Cranchy's going home. And it's like, no, they're running it back. And, like, do I think they're the biggest threat ever? No. But, like, that's just another team that could yeah. be in the play- It's just another team that could be in a playoff series. They didn't do like, anything, yeah. though. They didn't, like, other than. They didn't than- do anything, but they ran back a team with, like, the great, the second greatest center of our generation. Yeah. And yeah. a really good, you know, like. Actually, they did. They traded Eric Hall off. They got uh, Pavel the Zaka. They, yeah, yeah, they Pavel did, like, Zaka. a weird Swap. thing. They're, like, the same. Yeah. 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 And they lured Krejci out of retirement. I think. Real- I think that's, like, happening. 
real quick touch on Carolina, something when I was like thinking about the, uh, coming on, I just mm. want to point out, and this is just like me having grudges I can't let go of. Are you saying yeah. something about D'Angelo? Yeah. Uh, so this is, <laughs> I, I have to credit, uh, there's an athletic writer, Charlie O'Connor, who tweeted this, and it's completely true. The fact that Carolina was willing to take on three more seasons of 37-year-old Brent Burns at 5.28 mil per year, but weren't willing to give Tony D'Angelo 5 million per says something. And this guy is like going to put up 50 points a year and no team will keep him around more than two years. I don't know, and man. Like, He's the I perfect ram for the Flyers. On, Brent Burns is still really oh, good. The, the, Flyers are, last year. the Flyers are legitimately probably the worst run team in hockey at this point. Like their all yeah. season was, they didn't clear out room for Johnny Gidra, who like At least they'll be exciting with D'Angelo yeah. and Torts. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, if, 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 they yeah. Do a, if they do a some sort of like behind a the documentary, scenes documentary, they need it. They yeah, need John Torrell is going to put his hands around Tony D'Angelo's neck at some point this season. Fact. All right, well, let's transition really quick, though. Uh, Jason Jason was a huge Ryan Strom guy, so I want to ask you, as far as the departures go, who are you most upset about, assuming it's Strom? But we saw a lot of great things from a lot of the guys who won't be here next year, so which one are you going to miss the most? Ryan Strom is, you know, as people know, the godfather of my son, so mm-hmm. it's a big loss. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that to you guys to find my Instagram to find out the backstory of that. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I think um, you. I think you show that picture whenever you at, meet. At, when we were yeah. at, when we hung out at the game. Yeah. And so, um, it was weird. Uh, I kind of was like agnostic on who we got at second center, uh, but it was yeah. weird that we almost ended up with this very unsexy name. And I think it's because he played in Carolina and Florida. Like, I have no idea. Dude had seventy-five points one year. Trojak. Yeah, you do. Yeah, he was point. twice, twice. He was also it. on. People don't know he was on that uh, like young team, North America team in the World Cup oh, of yeah. Hockey. Yeah, like yeah. Like weirdly, this guy's guys. flown on the radar. But then again, yeah. playing, I've been to a game in Sunrise, Florida. Like, if there's anywhere you want to go into like witness protection, play for the Florida Panthers. Like, <laughs> no one will notice where you are. So, like, I was okay with everything. The weird, the the couple notes, not even offering cop a contract, I found weird because I kind of thought Strom, Cop, Trocheck, any other name out there. I kind of thought like, let's just go with whoever's the cheapest, like mm-hmm. save the money. Like they're all pretty interchangeable that save the money for Keandre Miller and like go with the cheapest option. Um, yeah. I think one thing originally I was like, Oh, the because me and Johnny have talked about this. The strong yeah. Panarin connection was underrated. And I wonder if we'll miss that. I hope we don't. That means that Trocek didn't click with him, but another person I saw on Twitter said like, if Trocek had 75 points without Panarin, What's he going to put up with Panarin, which like is a good point. Strom put up those points with one of the greatest passers in hockey. So maybe Trocek is even better because he's, they have similar numbers, but Strom had the Panarin advantage. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm right there with you. I mean, Trocek did put up basically the same, I think maybe three less points or two less points than Strom. But like you said, he didn't have Panarin on that line. He had Svechnikov, who's a great player, but his other winger, I I forgot who it was. Maybe it was, uh, I don't remember who it was, but it, it wasn't somebody who who's like a game changer, right? So Spetch doesn't make him better. Panera it, makes you better. Spetch yeah, puts in it. Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. And also, I, I mean, listen, like Cop played great with Panarin too. So as much as Panarin loves Strom and loves Strom and so on, like you got to do what's best for the team. And as you said, three guys were pretty interchangeable, but I do think Trocek had the one up on them both because he is a 52% career faceoff winner, which is huge for this team. He's a physical mammoth. He's he, I, I looked at a stat like in 60 minutes, he had seven hits where Stroman cop had like one, like it, he's just a, a physical presence and you know, he plays defense. He's a great defensive forward. I know cop is too, but I just think overall he had a tick up in terms of everything else outside of the offensive production. He's so also that's a I faster think. skater than the and two he, and he's, yeah, yeah, he's super fast and cop yeah. was slow. We know cop was slow. So like, you know, I, I just think he's going to be a really good fit for this team and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I really hope it works out. I also couldn't give two shits about seven years. Like, I, it, I yeah, yeah. Like it's like, it sucks, but it's like, if we can lower the per year, like we'll figure out that problem in the future. Like you have, mm. You have a generational goalie right now. Uh, yeah. You you do what it takes, and also like I said, like we need we we need the money per year. Um, but like and then like what's worth you were saying we're in cap hell next year. We do have some like we have Reeves, uh, Shattenkirk, Girardi, D'Angelo, all coming off the books. Mm-hmm. Like there is some money, but you know COVID really um, the, the the COVID flat cap is really going to punish the Rangers along with a lot of other good contenders. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Jason's a finance guy, finance writer. 
and and I am, and I wish, you know, like the NBA salary cap is like so hard to understand. I can't figure it out. The yeah. NHL one is so basic. It's very easy to figure out. Thank you, mm-hmm. Gary Bettman, for a very basic. If you spend, don't spend above this number. It, it's just so funny. Like Nazem Kadri right now is holding out for this big contract. And when he signs a contract, he'll be getting Alex Crusoe money. Like Yeah, comparison yeah it's NBA. wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with baseball, right? Like yeah. a reliever who... Was in, who's like a 37 year old reliever might get like a one year, $6 million deal. And like, if you're a hockey player, you kill for that. So it's, yeah. it's just crazy. For example, like Soto, I mean, we mentioned Soto, he turned down $440 million. I mean, that's, that's McDavid fourfold. So it's, but it's the just- players, the players should have held out when they locked out for a soft cap. Like that was like, yeah, you know, they all, cause they're all raised. Johnny knows Johnny was in hockey culture on that. Like you're selfish. If you have like a personality or like yeah. you have beliefs, you have to be right. like, straight and narrow like for the team i say we a lot it's like i don't know man like stand up for like 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 that every fan and every player have been from the soft cap and a few billionaires would be pissed like i'll take the trade off yeah well i i did want to add like speaking about the cap we have crazy tough decisions to make next season and we have three guys who are very important to this team that we're going to need to resign and you know that's uh lafreniere keandre miller and then heedle and then i think maybe lingren's on his walk here but they're going to have to make tough decisions. So if you're starting with Lafreniere and Keandre, what deals are you giving them? And then is Heedle a casualty? I think I love Lindgren. I love Heedle. Like Lindgren captured all of our hearts. I think this playoffs, yeah. like, like he was a warrior. I, I Johnny knows as like, I think Keandre Miller is, if it wasn't for Adam Fox, who's ridiculous. Keandre Miller is a, if he doesn't retire a Ranger, it's malpractice. Like Dude, Johnny wanted to trade him. So <laughs> crazy he is good he one is, cody he is, just, <laughs> he is just scratching the surface of what he's like, not only is he good he like only has been playing defense like five years and fox is so smart but you can't teach six five with that reach and some of the yeah, plays right. he makes back checking where he just like oh yeah i can like reach my arm across the entire zone why don't i do that um dude the the play that set up the panarin game seven goal all yeah. keandre miller that was the sickest play he, he literally one-handed poked the puck off I think like Brock McKinn's stick on Pittsburgh and went on a fucking breakaway. It was crazy. Yeah, and, and, and so, and then laugh, I think is putting it together. I really, I think people who group in like laugh, Heedle, Capo in sentences, I think laugh has already shown flashes more than Heedle or Capo, though. Heedle's playoffs is pretty special. <coughs> pretty scared yeah. league. <coughs> <laughs> but it, it, laugh is also like Fox where it's like, in my opinion, where it's like his brain is his best asset. Like laugh, no right. game seemingly. I don't know. It's a really tough decision, but like I was ready to let Hedo walk for the playoffs. So you're like, mm-hmm. as much as I love Hedo, like I was like, I was shipping Hedo. I was driving him to the yeah. airport before the playoffs. Yeah. So he, but his playoffs was unbelievable. I, I don't know. I, I, you know what? The thing is, it's like a, it's a, a catch twenty two because like it's great. Kako was a late bloomer because we could afford a short bridge deal. But like, if at the end of this season, Laugh Hedo and Miller are all demanding a lot of money, it means we may have won the cup. Like, like as yeah. far as like if those guys are all outside their minds. It's, you don't know what to ask for. Cause like if they need, yeah. if they deserve more money, it means we probably did some serious work. Yeah. To, to that point, we asked Adam a minute ago or not a minute ago, whatever, uh, before this about Lafreniere on power play one, this is just like a huge topic. I feel like, you know, as far as Rangers off season things go, um, I'm on the side where I don't want him on the first power play. I think he's way more useful right now on the second power play unit. Where do you <laughs> see him fitting or, uh, right. who, who do you want to replace Strom spot on PP one? it's tough because it also depends what we're going to be as a power play team. Like I was fine with the idea that like we were a one power play line team, like, like mm-hmm. power play two wasn't a thing. Yeah. And so it's a matter of, are we going to like, that's the first question is, are we going to choose to actually run two power play units? If not, it's tough. I I, I, I honestly have to say like, I don't know enough about Trochek's game as far as like, yeah. Cause it, it's a, the power play's beauty was the puck moving. Mm-hmm. And so I know laugh can do that. Um, right. Trochek's also going to be saddled with, I think, pa- penalty killing time, and so that's going to be some wear and tear. Oh, sorry, I, I was just, I was going to oh, follow you, you up. Finger. I thought that was like, no, I, gonna- well, <laughs> that's like our, that's like our code for like, I'm just going to follow this up. But yeah, I, well, I was going to say, I, I honestly like, I'm not even calling this a hot take. I, I'd be more comfortable throwing Heedle in Strom spot and having Heedle be that bumper guy and letting Trocek and Lafreniere do their thing on PP2. No, because, Cody, I've been telling you, the bumper position is really just a distraction. Like, that's not really where the play is set up to go. Like, sure, you have, you know, like kind of a triangle pass where you go from, like, Panarin down to Kreider to the bumper spot. Like, that could be where Hedo would play. But, 
the whole power play runs through Panarin on the half wall, trying to find Mika for a one-timer or right. Foxy shooting for a deflection on Kreider's stick. Can, so like, can I give a really hot take? Give it. Yikes. Yeah, I'm really nervous. Well, Trocek is a net front guy too. So that's why I'm saying like, what about sp- trying to go back to three forwards and two defense, putting Keandre Miller out there on the second unit on the first unit. Who are you taking off? In Strom's well, there's spot. a yeah, Strom. You're, you're, you're oh, actually yeah. putting a second defenseman out there. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's the most likely scenario, but like, it's not. Keandre Miller in the offensive zone is a pretty dangerous guy. Like, I don't think that's a crazy idea, but maybe I sound insane. No, no, he's not really a shooting do. threat, though. I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I don't not like it. I don't not like it. But if you look at last year, how we were a top power play unit in the league, it was because we were such a physical presence and. And also, obviously, offensive scoring presence as well. And Adam Fox can hold his own in that, you know, on the power play. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if we need a second defenseman. Well, you'd have that to restructure. Said, you'd have to put a right. guy back on the blue line. Right. Yeah. I mean, that being said, like, can he do it? Yeah. But I think I'm on the stance, and I told Johnny this, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, yeah. except for adding Lafreniere there. <laughs> well, that means the ain't broke, don't fix it was the whole argument for, like, if you could have gotten Strom for the same money as Trocek, where it's like yeah. – Strom I mean, was broke, though. He was I like a wind-up toy that couldn't wind. I thoroughly hate <laughs> Ryan Strom discourse on Twitter. Like, I, I think it is like, I don't know. I think it's like that defeatist, like, like there's no actual, like, constructive discussion. It's like, oh, he misses empty nets. Like, yeah, the 6-1 did it for me. The 6-1 broke me. That was 6-1, what's that? Six missed empty net. Oh. The 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 one in um I forgot what game it is but like I can see it in my head where he like the Tampa one yeah it's yeah. it's in everybody's game head five. It'll never game go away. five game five we had the but, game in the bag but for what it's worth like Ryan Strom is an integral reason mm-hmm. that we got from that letter of we're trading all the guys you like to yeah. where we are now he listen is, he great is, player he's one of the five most important people in that journey I really don't think that's a crazy thing to say I agree. He, you're not wrong. He's a great player. Honestly, seemed like a great guy. And that being said, I, I definitely wish him best of luck in Anaheim. I hope he crushes it for sure. Just not against us. But I am super happy with Vinny. Um, in terms of the power play, I think we all know our takes. The, the only other thing I really want to ask you is, is there anyone we didn't re-sign out of the four guys? I, I know you had touched upon Strom a little bit, but is there anyone else that you're like pretty upset about that, that you wish we could have got back? Well, Cobb, I mean, when Cobb came in, like anyone who really is tuned in knew Cobb, Strom were like replacements for each other potentially, or a third guy like Trocek is just that, like there was one guy who was going to be two seats. Like I'm fine mm-hmm. there. Um, Tyler Mott is still out there. Like, like, can we talk about like Ryan Reeves? Cool, man. Like you punched a bunch of guys <laughs> like that 1.75 million that he's yeah. making. Like, can we give that to Tyler Mott? And how hard would that be to like have that happen? Um, I love Revo, but like in this kind of cap crunch, Mott was like, such a fucking spark plug like that yeah. guy just went out there and like got after it uh apparently like ryan carpenter is pretty cool like i i read some good stuff about yeah him being a good fourth line spark plug but like tyler mott was like what you wanted a fourth line player he was like like islanders fans would completely lose their shit for him because like they love a fourth line because you know they don't have actual first line scorers well so what would you say now that the 2c has been taken care of is like the next room for improvement on the rangers roster I'm curious what Halak still has in the tank for what it's worth. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, I think you have another guy who like, Gary have got on my nerves a lot, but like there was a stretch of this season where we were primed to like fall on our faces and you have came in and was like, nah, yeah. guys, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, next area of improvement. I think it's really, to be honest, and I, I hate to be like repetitive. It's going to be like how we handle the books, like where we prioritize money is right now the biggest thing in the Rangers. Like, yeah, I'm a big Truba truther. I think Truba is better than Rangers fans. Give him credit. I don't think he's put up the points, but I think he's done a lot of other stuff, but that 8 million, like I, I don't want Chris Drury's job. I don't want player, but he's a $5 million player, not an $8 million player. Yeah, and that's and, why he kills us. You free up that 8 million, especially when we have like Zach Jones and Nils Lundqvist are both on the bench. And I don't know if they'll be gone or whatever. Like, yeah, you can find most guys you find in free agency don't turn out like Patrick Nemeth and get long COVID. Like you can find plugins and we have Fox Lindgren and, and Keandre and quite frankly, Braden Schneider have all shown they're going to be on that blue line for a long time. Like, right. I don't want to make that decision, but like, that's going to be the biggest decisions. The idea of if Kreider does fade, which I thought it was a bad contract. I look so dumb. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a lot but, of people thought that but realistically like if chris Kreider's 34 and we're better off shipping him out can you not care about 
what he means to the fans. Be like, we'll see you at the Jersey retirement and ship. Like, it's going to be the shuffling the numbers right now because there's no shortage of talent. I mean, uh, you know, they, there's still Othman, uh, whatever, however you pronounce Will Cully or whatever his name. And <laughs> and I, quite frankly, I don't know, maybe I'm like nearsighted. Everyone's like Kravtsov. I thought Kravtsov looked so puck dominant in the little I saw him. More He's going to be I, a good player. He's going to he be a good looked, player. He looked so much. He just looked. He looked bigger and faster than everyone around him in these weird spurts. I don't know what I what it was. Those guys aren't even getting minutes right now. So I think it's going to be about prioritizing where we spend our money. It's actually the hardest. I don't think this holds in the sense that like I just named you four guys. That's our top four defense. Mm. If true believes for ten years, like just pay them the money. Yeah, they're no, on brand I, I don't for even you. Have it. Yeah, I don't even have anything else to add. I think that was I think that was great. You you pretty much summed it up. But I did want to throw a little salt in the wound here for you, uh, since you're huge Mets fans. The uh, Texas Rangers just took Kumar Rocker third overall, so that might be. I uh, I, that is the weirdest scenario ever. Like Steve Cohen, like there should wild. never be a problem paying someone. Just, just I know, just give them the money. I know, but anyways, I did ha- I did have one last thing to add um, before we'll let you go. Do you, for for some of the viewers who listen you know, they don't know Johnny on, on a deep level. Like we do. He's a very deep kind of guy. Do you oh, have yeah. one funny story to tell us on, on good old John over here? I have like multiple. I'm just find out what is, what is Johnny not, what is not going to get Johnny canceled and what is like the best one. Um, Oh, so Johnny, I guess this is a good one. Johnny uh, showed his, like the man he was going to be really young in life. My grandfather, rest in peace, pop-up used to, uh, lick our noses as like a joke because he had scotch and cigarette breath. It was like a funny thing. You'd do little kids, you'd get a whiff of cigarette and, and scotch breath, which isn't great. When you're Johnny went to <laughs> kindergarten one day and uh, decided that was like a socially acceptable thing because he couldn't figure out you don't do that in classes. And my aunt and uncle got a call and said, uh, I've ne- I don't know how to say this because we've never had to make this call, but your son walked around the class licking everyone's nose and that's not acceptable behavior <laughs> in kindergarten. I've never heard that story. Now I just do it at the bar. That's yeah. That's elite. Yeah, I've never heard that story. That's which, hilarious. like now in like our COVID times, like you'd be a nightmare in kindergarten, just going around licking noses. What do you mean? I used to put my three fake teeth in people's mouths. <laughs> he did. My my nephews and nieces. He was like a carnival act to them the first time he met them because he like kept taking his teeth out and they could they like didn't know what to make of it. My niece, who was like five at the time, kept trying to pull her front teeth, worried they were gonna come out. I could see him doing it, like probably like messing around, like got your nose, got your nose, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> just one more thing, just on top of that. A girl once came up to me like two years ago at my ex-girlfriend's house. She was there for a party and she was like, oh, like you're the guy who like takes tea that, right? And I was like, no, I actually got them fixed. And she was like, oh, and just walked away. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That's, good small, good, great. good small talk. That's yeah, good. great. Start walking around. Hey, it's teeth guy. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, uh, no, Jason, this was awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much. Do you have anything else in your notes that we didn't touch on that you want to rant about uh, before we let you go? So <laughs> he was some, reading them. I saw him reading them. I am. Oh, oh, I mean, well, two things. These are both actually very important. I'm glad you asked. These are your last, this is your last two minutes. We're kicking you off after two minutes. The Islanders and Devils <laughs> both missed out on Johnny Gaudreau. They both thought they had them. They are fucking fake, pathetic franchises, and it makes me happy. <laughs> Like they are, I they disagree are with any of that. That's they, so they, are, they are so lame that he went to Columbus instead of those places. It's great. And most importantly, we are never going to watch Greg McKegg play <laughs> in a Rangers Jersey ever again. And if any, if nothing else came of this off season, if Vinny Trocek tears his ACL in game one, <laughs> he will be replaced by someone not named Greg McKegg. And that's really what matters here. The egg is gone. The egg's been cracked. Some would say yeah. I'll be at the but, Jersey retirement. I don't know. We'll get, we'll get tickets for that when they, when they raise number 14 to the rafters, you know, who's, you know, who's going to get raised to the rafters, Libor Hayek. That dude's never going away. He's just, he's floating downstream and that stream's never ending. They always say like the best job in sports is backup quarterback. It's Libor Hayek. Like he yeah, just like sits yeah. in the stands, <laughs> cashing his $1 million check, living the life. That's hilarious. But, yeah. But Jason, thanks again, man. This, this was always awesome. A pleasure. Love you. Later. Thank you. We really want to thank Adam and Jason once again for coming on the show. Really cool to unpack the offseason with them. Obviously, I think news kind of dies down these next couple of weeks now that development camp's over. So hopefully we're going to have some cool guests to come on and just like share stories. But um, Cody, you got anything to follow up with or, or anything about the interviews? Yeah, no, I mean, they were great. Lot we 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 unpacked a ton, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we we pretty much hit every note. Uh, we do have 
a couple really good guests lined up and then, you know, a couple more things in the works. So hopefully we, we have some more players lined up and things like that. And yeah, I think it's, uh, exciting times here, obviously in New York, uh, on all fronts, right. Baseball, hockey, football is right around the corner. So, Mm -hmm. um, I can't leave out basketball. I know the Knicks might get Donovan Mitchell. So Johnny's very excited about that one, but, uh, yeah, no exciting times. And hopefully one team is, is bringing us a ship soon enough. Yeah. I mean, before we know it, man, it's going to be October and everything is going to be right back up to where it was. Right. The summer's flying, flying, man, flying after July 4th. I feel like it's just like over. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's what happens, right? It's like July 4th hits and then it's the rest blend together. So yeah, no, literally, but, um, that's all I really got for this week. Um, you know, we're going to hopefully have some really cool guests this coming week. We're working on it. So, uh, stay tuned for next Monday and that's all I've got. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.